0: So, this morning, um, I'm going to be talking. Uh, when I was praying about what the Lord wanted me to talk about, uh, He put new adventures uh, on my heart. And, uh, and I, I'm kind of silly, but any of y'all Hobbit or Lord of the Ring fans, anybody in here? Anybody like me? Okay. Any of y'all Lord of the Ring fans, I started to put a video up there where Bilbo Baggins was running down the countryside and somebody asked him, Where are you going? He said, I'm going on an adventure. So, uh, so I would say, if y'all, probably, y'all probably agree with us when we tell our graduates, hey, hey, y'all are fixing to go on an adventure. Y'all are going on an adventure. And it could get scary. And it could get rough. And it could get tough. Okay? Uh, but God will be with you. Okay? He promises he'll never leave us nor forsake us. And and I want to talk to y'all, I'm not just talking to the graduates. Hey, we got some global people here from global youth, right? So, hey, if y'all would stand up, global youth people, stand up. So this is is some of our our people that help us with our youth, and they're here. And and I want to be talking to them too, because some of y'all may be going back to global, some of y'all may not be. So y'all may be going into a new adventure, okay? And then I want to talk to the older folks in here too. Maybe somebody is, is here that's it's older. Maybe they've been at their job for 30 years or 20 years. Or, uh, but, but I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to encourage you. Uh, there is new adventures. I don't care how long you've been somewhere or how long you've been doing something, there's going to be new adventures. There's going to be new adventures. We may not view them, as new adventures. We may view them as headaches and problems. But if we look at them the right way, they're, they're opportunities. They're opportunities to touch people for Christ. So, uh, so we're going to be in John. And uh, we're going to see here that Jesus is sending out 72 disciples. I'm sorry, I'm going to be in Luke. Luke 10... Uh, one through nine and uh, and I want to tell you something else about the new adventures that i that I prayed about and I thought about, and, uh, and some of y'all older folks can probably agree with this, but uh new adventures are not always pleasant, but they do have a purpose don't they? And we look at our life and some of the new adventures that we go into and, and that we don't like sometimes they might not be pleasant, but they do have a purpose and somebody may say well back that up right well let's look at jesus he had a new adventure his home was heaven for years and years and years and the father called him for a new adventure now i think we could all agree when we look at the life of jesus we can say man that was not pleasant amen but it had a purpose and praise god i 'm part of that purpose, and you 're part of that purpose because He did it for you, and He did it for me and i 'm glad that he that he took on that new adventure and endured that adventure. But I want to talk about y'all today going on a new adventure, and, and especially our graduates and global people and everybody. I got to thinking about somebody within my family that uh, that he that he worked at a, a job for several several years and and uh, decided to go to a, a different job, and, and I'm gonna talk about that just a little bit here. But 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 he went to a different job, and and after being somewhere 30 years, knew the ins and outs of it. Just he just a professional and and uh, just a perfectionist in his business, and he moved to another uh, another job, that wasn't his uh, his. He didn't know as much about it, but he moved and, and he's happy. And, and, and I want to share a little bit about that here a little bit later on. But I want to talk to you about the disciples as Jesus sends them out in a world of unknown. And just, they didn't really know a whole lot about, about what they were fixing to do. But I want us to look and see what Jesus says to them. And I believe that he's still saying the same thing to me and you today. We'll be in Luke 10, uh, 1 through 9, then verse 17. Is it up there? Yeah. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field, Go, I'm sending you out like lambs among wolves. Do not take a purse or bag or sandals and do not greet anyone on the road. When you enter a house, first say, peace to this house. If a man of peace is there, your, your peace will rest on him. If not, it will return to you. Stay in that house, eating and drinking, whatever they give you, for the worker deserves his wages. Do not move around from the house to house. When you enter a town and you are welcomed, eat what is set before you, heal the sick uh, who are there, and tell them the kingdom of God is near. And then I'm going to I'm going to jump down to verse 17, uh, and it says, "the the 72 return with joy, Lord, even the demons submit us in your name." Let's pray, dear Lord. We come to you right now, Lord, as we as we look into your word and dig into your word, and I pray, Heavenly Father, Lord, that we could. Uh, just see exactly what you want us to take out of this message. Lord, uh, there's no perfect people. There's no perfect uh, youth groups or men's groups or uh, uh, women's groups in the church. The only thing perfect is you, and the only thing perfect is your word. And when your word is spoke, we need to listen. And uh, Lord, I just pray right now, Lord, you'd be with each and every one of us. Be with everybody as, uh, as I believe some is going into new things and and, and new adventures and they could be scared they could be concerned God but I just pray Lord that they would put all their faith and all their hope and all their trust in you because if we do that we know that we will not be disappointed and uh, I just pray that you would be with us the rest of the service pray God that you would do work in people's hearts and people's lives and uh, that you would just get all the glory and honor for it in Jesus name Amen. Now I had a, I had a good little uh, like point sheet uh, that, that I had figured out about two weeks ago but, but the Lord just come in and said I want you to say this first. Look in verse five where it says when you enter a house first say peace to this house. Let me tell you something what God kind of put on my heart about there right there. It is a Christian's job. It is our job to help bring peace to other people's houses. Well, you might say, well, that's a little bit nosy, right?" No, that's what Christ commands us to do. He commands us to get involved in people's lives and pray for them and minister to them and show the love of Jesus to them. But we don't do that a lot, do we? We don't want to get too involved. We don't want to stick our nose in where it don't. Belong. Well, let me tell you something. For the Christian, their nose belongs in other people's lives to make them better and get them closer to Christ. So my job and your job, according to the Scripture, not according to what I say, but according to Scripture, is to help bring peace to other people's homes. We talked about Juan did such a great job this morning in our Life in the Word class about helping people, giving them drinks when they need a drink, giving them food, giving them clothes. That tells me that my job is to help bring peace into other people's lives. That's what God commanded us to do. Second thing, and hey, I want you all to really get a hold of this one, Graduates. Okay, get a hold of this one. The second thing that I wrote down is that the harvest is plentiful and wherever you go, people need Jesus and peace. Listen, Hannah Jackson said she was going to Mercer, right? Well, can I give you just a little secret? The harvest is plentiful at Mercer University or college or whatever it's called. The harvest is plentiful there. Okay, people need Jesus and people need hope jasmine dalton state guess what the harvest is plentiful there it is it really is Uh, greg what's the name of your new company the new company you work at dedicated 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 freight let me tell y'all something the harvest is plentiful at dedicated freight right. right wherever we go the harvest is plentiful wherever we go it's plentiful do you get that the first thing under that, I want to tell you that pain and heartache is everywhere. And it's our job to get in there and, and, and minister some, 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 of y'all, some of y'all old people know what I'm talking about, some of the young people, but min, administer some salve. Right? You know what salve is, right? Like, am I saying that right? Chris, you're old, am I saying? Yeah. yeah. Yes, <laughs> To minister some salve. And let me, young people, uh, to, to administer some neosporin, we talk about neosporin, right? Right, like neosporin, you know, like, like the Bible's neosporin. You can look at it, but unless you apply it, ain't gonna do you no good, right? So there's, there, there is, and, and we talk about it. And, and I'll go back to my, to my family member that, that he left his job of 30-something of years and, and he went into this new job. Guess what? The guy that he was working for had just lost a son in a car wreck. And he needed some peace in his life. The, fa- the harvest is plentiful. There's pain and heartache wherever we go. And God can use us anywhere. Mercer, Dalton State, North, Georgia Northwestern. Let me tell you something else. Not only is pain and heartache everywhere, but sin and disobedience as there were too. And it's our job as Christians to minister to people that's got sin and disobedience in their lives. Now that's a little bit tricky You may be walking on eggshells just a little bit. But that's still our job. To minister to them in a kind, loving, patient way. Because some of the people that you deal with, you just kind of like a... Right? Just kind of smack them a little bit. But the Bible teaches us to, to minister to them in a patient, gentle way. And that's our job too. The second thing that I see in this scripture, and that, that, that was in verse 2 and 5. The second thing that I see in this, and, and that I want to just kind of mention to you, is that, uh, that workers for Jesus, listen now, workers for Jesus are needed everywhere. But listen, they're few. Workers for Jesus are few. You know, when we go out and do these neighborhood outreaches and, and give people track. I, I, you know, a lot of times, and the, the teenagers have been giving out a lot of stuff at school. I don't know if they've experienced this. But if, if you give out a track or something about Jesus to somebody, sometimes people just look at you and like you got four heads. Like, this has never happened to me. What, what are you doing? Jesus. You know what that tells me? It tells me that the workers are few. And that's our job. That was Jesus. That was God's plan for us to be missionaries. Go and minister to people. The third thing I see is, uh, and this is a little bit off, but the third thing I see in verse um, 3 says this right here. Go, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Let me first tell you this, graduates and globals and even some of y'all other people. There's a lot of wolves out there. There's a lot of wolves out there that you're going to have to deal with. There's a lot of wolves in the business world, right? You're going to have to deal with those wolves. And some of going to be out to get you. They are. I feel like a couple's out to get me now. Not this morning, but yesterday. But they're going to be out to get you. But you got to remember, you got to remember, we always try to tell people this. It's not the person, it's Satan using that person. Okay? And if they're rejecting you and rejecting what you're trying to share with them and minister to them, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting Jesus. They're rejecting God. Okay? So you're going to encounter some wolves. Okay? But let me tell you, when we're out in this world and out encountering these wolves, God expects us to live a certain way, okay. And He says it right here in verse three: "I am sending you out like lambs." God wants us to live innocent lives, okay. He wants us to be innocent. You know, I did some studying, and a couple of verses that I that I screenshotted the last couple of days is uh, Philippians two fifteen: "So that you may become blameless and pure, children of God, without fault." in a warped and crooked generation, then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. Let me tell you something, young people, global people. If you live innocent, blameless lives, then the scripture says that you will shine among them like stars in the sky. Listen, if you live innocent, righteous Christian lives, you're going to stick out like stars is what the scripture says. Jesus expects us to live innocent lives with no sin. And he expects us to, and I got, I got to read this, and, and, and it, it described Jesus as a lamb before. In Isaiah, Isaiah 53, 7 says, He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shears is silent, so he did not open his mouth. God calls us to live innocent, righteous, and holy lives. And that's hard to do in today's world, ain't it? We've done talked about sin and disobedience just running every which way. But God said, I expect you to live innocent, holy, and righteous lives. Well, the last thing that I'll tell you is this right here. And I see it in verse 17. And I mean, I like to be happy and joyful. I love to be happy and joyful. And I'm not always that way, but, but I, love, I like to be that way. And Greg says, yes, I like to be happy and joyful too. Well, it says this about the 72 disciples. And if we could learn one thing this morning, let's try to learn this. The 72, after going out and working for God, um, preparing the way for Jesus, giving out tracts, giving out life books, giving out uh, I Matter to God cards. After doing those things, it says this, the 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. Listen, let me tell you something. I've I've tried a lot of things, but there is nothing that gives me any more joy than to share in God's Word with people or young people, whoever it may be, and to see that their lives change. Not because of what I did, but because of what God's Word did in their hearts and their lives. And it says that if you'll do that, I like to think that your joy will just be overflowing. And sometimes I wonder if there's anything else that gives us any joy other than serving the Lord. Now, if you serve the Lord and, 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 and do what He wants you to do, then other stuff will give you joy. But we've got to keep everything in order. Okay? We've got to keep Him first. And serving Him. Keep everything in order. And He'll bless all that that's under it. And give you joy every which way. But I just, I just want to challenge y'all to go home and read this Scripture for yourself. And just see what it says to you because I believe if you search God's Word out, search His Scripture, then He'll give you exactly what He wants you to do. Wherever you're going, Mercer, Dalton State, Georgia Northwestern, right? Yep. He'll give you something to do anywhere and everywhere you go, even Dedicated Freight, even Mohawk, even uh, Bronze Express. So here's the invitation. Band, y'all come on up. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna sing an invitation. Let's pray. Let's just bow your head. Lord, we just come to you right now, Lord Jesus. As we come in this time of invitation, Lord. I pray uh, for the people, Lord, that, uh, uh, that may be struggling with some stuff, may be struggling with uh, new adventures, new things in their life that is, is painful, that is not going as, as they would like. Lord, but there's a purpose for it, Lord, and I pray, Heavenly Father, Lord, that they would come, that they would uh, just uh, just pour their heart out if they need to, Lord, and I pray, Lord, that you would just speak to hearts right now, Lord. Lord, we know that you uh, that you will never leave us, never forsake us, and Lord, we just ask you, God, right now, Lord, just to to bless hearts and bless lives. And Lord, if there's anybody that needs anything, Lord, I just pray, God, you'd draw them. And uh, Lord, that they would just just pour their heart out before you, Lord, and leave whatever burdens they've got. uh, Bring them to the altar and leave them and not take them back with them. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.